for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Kipper. And this is For The Players, the pop culture of PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game's mini combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you watch us on youtube be sure to like subscribe and leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise uh store pop slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it uh in the chat on over on twitch the puck's like so early it is so for those who do watch us on twitch we are recording at what 1.30 on a Saturday afternoon, where we normally record at, record at 8 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. And that's because this guy is working three wrestling shows this weekend. So this is the only window of time I had available. Woo. Been busy. Like one down, one to go tonight, and then one, then one to go tomorrow. And uh, what I love, because I was like, Max was like, hey, I'm like, hey, the one's in Geelong, it's where we live, it's down the road, you should totally come, fine, like, it's it's not, it's no ring deathmatch, so it's not quite the usual wrestling, it's it's kind of just a massive bar fight, you, you should come, check it out, Max is like, yeah, I'm gonna get COVID instead, just so I don't have to go to the wrestling with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Rough. Having, I was having ripper fucking headaches. So it turns out like all day yesterday I drank not much, didn't eat all that much, and I just feel like an inside of an asshole. So that's fun. But yeah, how's COVID life? Yeah, COVID life is fine. <clears throat> so I was due to go on holidays uh, on annual leave from work as of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday morning I tested positive to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I started my started my annual leave a day early. Uh, which was cool. Um, I've had it pretty mild. Yeah, because this is the because this is the thing. So you you were chatting, and you're like, I feel like trash. But my like my mum, because your mum's down with you at the moment. You're like, my mum's mm. really sick. My kid's sick. My wife's sick. I wonder what it is. I'm like, you should. Do you have rat tests? And you're like, I have a couple. I'm like, here's the box of rat tests that I have in my house. Test yourself. Sure enough everyone in your house got COVID. Yeah. And first time for everyone. First time for everyone. What a, oh, what a lovely... I'm glad you could all share it together. Been dodging that prick for three years and it finally yeah. caught up to me. See, cause as, I, as I said, I'm pretty sure I got it like semi-recently, like as in like November. And so I think... Oh, I'm just out of my three months, so I probably should test myself too because I do feel like asshole as well. Dawn on Monday, I got wrestling shows today. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got to work. I get paid. Um, so yeah, you know, everyone in my house is sick. I've had the mildest of symptoms. Mm. I had a, a runny nose for a little bit. And that, that was it. For the last couple of days, I've been feeling 
pretty okay. I had a dizzy spell yesterday after running around for a bit, but other than that, it's fine. My kid has like this fucking gnarly cough and she's like a massive snot goblin at the moment. Yeah, and she's got like that Louis Armstrong level of like husk voice. She sounds yeah. like Joey Lauren Adams. <laughs> My wife's just sick. Mum's like, I have to call the ambulance for mum because she, she yeah. at one point she's like full on like shaking, having trouble breathing, had chest pains. She all vaxxed? Yeah, yeah. Three shots. Interesting. Um, so mum and I were eligible for the the beautiful fucking antiviral tabs. So we've been pump, pumping those. Yeah, because you're immunocompromised, got, right? Yeah. So I've got one one dose left, one tray left. So it's fucking three pills in one go in the morning, and then twelve hours later, knock back another three pills. <laughs> but it's not too bad. Man, it's uh, it's, it's gnarly. Like I said, when I had it, it sucked for a couple days. And then it kind of petered off because I was li- I was living by myself, and it, w- it was painful, it was horrible by myself. Yeah, it's just like ugh. I I just I felt like I was going insane. Like mum was supposed to fly home yesterday, she cancelled her flights because obviously although there's no mandates for uh, isolation anymore, yeah, she felt so garbage. She's like, I don't want to get on a plane anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah, I had it like when, in peak lock, you know, peak isolation window. I was like, just post let it rip, but you still had to isolate. So I got stuck in the house for like what ten days. Mm. It was ball bags. Yeah, you, you caught it like just after they like no more COVID payments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but I could still totally work from home. But your brain is just so caved in. Yeah. So Ali was in, Ali was the same thing. She obviously works from home. She's like, oh, I can probably still work. No, can't work. Nah, like I had, the thing that came with it was the brain fog for me, right? Like you just can't get a cohesive thought together. So like, you know that you're, you're not like you're sick, but you can't do anything. Like, oh, maybe I'll just play games. Like, nope. I had to literally just lay on the couch and just exist. I think I just had YouTube on. I don't remember what I watched. It was just on. And that was it for like Mm. three days. It was fucked. It's fucked. So, so with that in mind, though, so had you played any games in your little COVID out? I have only played one thing, and that was the campaign for Destiny 2 Lightfall. Yeah, so big shout out to the team at Double Jump uh, Communications for providing Max with a, uh, a code for the latest expansion of the Destinies. How is it? Gameplay-wise, great, but the story sucked. Well, that's the it thing was, that I'm hearing is all this it, thing about the veil, has, but no one knows what the veil is. And it has been one of the weakest story expansions. Um, and from what I've seen from rumors circulating online and from leaks and stuff, apparently this is what the final shape was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of, this is kind of now just a filler to give them an extra year to work on the final shape. Um, there, you know, there's, there's, there's talks that the, the strand subclass that, which is the new darkness subclass that comes with Lightfall was supposed to actually drop last year during the witch queen, which would have made sense also. Yeah. Just from a story yeah, perspective, the, does it the, make more sense the, if it was? Yeah. So the, the story is just super, uh, incohesive. Uh, it's all over the place. It plays a very big role in, um, you acquiring this strand subclass and, learning to harness its power you essentially do a fucking training montage at one point 
Um, it's just, it's not great, and it doesn't explain a lot of things very well either. Now, whether that's part of the fact that D Destiny and Bungie have moved to this seasonal storytelling where we're still going to get four seasons throughout this year that's going to into the lead-up to the final expansion. Are they going to flesh everything out over the course of the year in those four seasonal updates? Hopefully. Mm. But at the moment, like, the cutscenes that were there looked awesome. Some of the gameplay changes have been really cool. Uh, the, 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 the new way that the mod systems work is great. The new way that the seasonal mods work is great. So previously, seasonal mods uh, will contain all your champion-focused mods. Mm -hmm. So, like, anti-barrier and all that other stuff. You used to have to equip those mods onto pieces of gear, which would then take away other mods that you could be using. Now, all mods that are a part of the seasonal artifact are passive mods. Once you've unlocked them, you've just got them. It doesn't matter. You don't have to equip them. They just work. Okay. So that's, you know, that saves a lot of time for for those people who enjoy their build crafting and making uh, making all their builds for all their classes. There's now HOTS. Uh, one of the big additions for Lightfall was the fact that you can now make builds and save them. So oh, that's hot, cool. So you can hot swap on the go. You don't have to change all your gear every So if, you, if time. you're doing some PvP stuff or you're doing a particular yeah. raid, you can go, hey, I want my vault. Oh, the only one I remember, I want my vault of glass gear. Go, yeah. And then it gives you that. So like, oh, now, I have, cool. now I have my, my, my strand subclass set up, my, my arc subclass set up, and I've, I could just swap between them as, as I need to without having to change everything um, one by one. Mm -hmm. You just click one button and everything changes it changes all my mod setups it changes all my subclass setups it's great fantastic because awesome. one of the better feedback that i sort of uh I've, obviously i don't know a lot about destiny so I, I have i played Destiny into at launch and i enjoyed yeah. it it was fine but like i'm not into it the same way that you were mm. um I, I i as you're sitting here talking about it i'm like should i go back um but i oh know it's just good tight shooting it was really fun. Yeah. I think the, the gunplay and the gameplay is still fine. Yeah. Um, Neomuna, the new Neptune city that you that you uh, uh, explore throughout the campaign is kind of bland. Mm. So, you know, all throughout the marketing messaging and the trailers, they're like, you know, it's a, it's all this verticality. It's great. You're running across rooftops. It's, it's this, it's that. But the rooftops are so bland and bare and most of the stuff is happening on the ground okay so it, it's just it's this weird and like the two characters that they introduce you to are introduced very abruptly and then one of them disappears just as abruptly mm -hmm. it, it's just it was it felt like this weird mishmash of just pushing the story along but also pausing for time well yeah because that's what i was what i was getting distracted by wanting to play destiny again um was that this seems very transitional yes as in like if this was the three-parter this is the middle section where oh, it's, yeah, for it's sure. just enough to keep a story going but it doesn't set up anything like it just it sets up some things doesn't really answer any questions um you know so no, i like, definitely i definitely left with more questions than i had answers yeah so in so is this one of the thing do you think whatever then what's the next one going to be called it's called the final shape is the, the final shape do you believe like the final shape will like this is well, kind this, of this, the this prelude is, this is, to final shape yeah yeah very much so like obviously you know this is the the final shape is it supposed to end their 10 year has it been 10 years 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is, this is, yeah, it has. This is, this is the live service game. This is the one. Holy shit. Well, because I know they had the 10-year plan. But yeah, wow. 10 years of storytelling has led us to this point, And unfortunately, this one kind of just missed the mark. Well, in that, using that as an example, right? Like, is this the... In terms of the MCU, is this like the Infinity War to what is going to be Endgame? Yes, but I don't think it was as good as Infinity War. No, Infinity War was awesome. <laughs> so, it was so good. It's one of the, yeah, Infinity so War was a great self-contained movie, and then you yeah. had more to it. So, it's like a big know, two-part but, ending is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like the Deathly Hallows, um, one, one part two. Yeah. The, the, new, the new enemy type, the Tormentors, are, are kind of cool, but at the same time, such a fucking pain in the ass to deal with. Mm. So, these are essentially creatures of the Void subclass, and, and in the... Uh, since the updates to all the subclasses void is now basically suppression so when you're suppressed you can't use any of your abilities so no double jumping no no using Ew. your supers no nothing and these motherfuckers have like if they touch you you get suppressed so if you try and jump over them or near them or around them you just instantly lose your fucking jump and fall like a sack of shit straight down a gap the amount of times i miss jumps because these pricks just came out of nowhere Ew. Yeah, but again, like gameplay wise, I'm loving the change. A lot of the changes that they made, story wise, just wasn't as strong as what I was hoping for. Yeah. Not as strong as the stories have been in the past, and definitely raised more questions than it gave answers. So knowing that with these uh, sort of seasonal DLC drops, we get uh, we you get a, uh, a campaign and you get a raid. Has the raid dropped yet? No, it drops a couple days today. Oh, very cool. Think, yeah, because I know they if, they, if, they tend to give you that a, little bit of a if, setup, and then they if not, it's next week. Yeah, um, they usually drop Saturday mornings. Yeah. So how did the how did the uh, the campaign go? Because when we were discussing, you're like, how hey, I reckon I can get this done in a night? Because <clears> that's kind of normally how it's done. The campaign's short, so we got to the final boss on the first night, and then finished off on the second night. Yeah. Um, eight missions. That's it. Okay. You actually, you actually get m more out of a seasonal content drop because seasons usually last eight to ten weeks, yeah. and you normally get a story mission almost each week. Um. Yeah. So the raid drops next Friday, next Friday, tenth of March. Okay. Um. Yeah, but it's it's fine. So, uh, of the eight missions, a lot of it again is um. You know, learning how to use that strand, meeting some of the new characters. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really push the overarching story. Are you getting oh. the like the weird the, oh, air, it's the show? air show? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting here and it sounds like there's a thunderstorm or the beginnings of the fucking apocalypse. And then I forget here in Geelong, there's the air show. So I guarantee there's a lot of loud nonsense. Uh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, that's what it was. It's like, like low rumble. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, the, the strand subclass is kind of gimmicky to a degree. So I've only played the hunter class at the moment. Um, so their big gimmick is, uh, so the, the new gimmick for strand is, um, the grappling hook. So Ooh. you forego grenades for all subclasses and you just get a grapple hook. Does that counteract um, the suppression? No, cause you can't use abilities Fuck. when you're suppressed. Well, you can't do shit. <laughs> 
That seems um, like that seems, that seems like the, the the smart idea. There would be like, well, let's counteract. But you could you um, could grapple around them. Like you only get suppressed if you get hit. Like it's not horrible. Oh, okay, okay. But their their hitbox is kind of fucking huge. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the cool new tech that you can do with the grapples pretty cool. So for the longest time, there's been um, a thing called sword skating in Destiny, mm. where if you hit a certain button in like certain button commands you can literally just fucking fling yourself into the beyond now if you have someone who doesn't know how to do that or can't do it properly they can just grapple onto you as you fucking yeet yourself into nothingness oh, that's cool that's they've cool. changed some of the sandbox things so you you can't kill yourself anymore by flinging yourself into objects too quickly <laughs> good to know because <laughs> um, you used to if you stubbed your toe when sword skating you'd instantly die so that that used to well, be annoying. If you learn anything from uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, if you just go really fast into something, um, it just obliterates it, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, it makes sense why you, if you're doing that as a person and you stub your toe, your fucking whole body. So there's there's like a lot of videos online at the moment of like teams of three all grappling onto each other at once and just fucking spinning around in circles. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, it'll be cool to see how Strand plays out in old content, mm -hmm. knowing that you can just because there's no designated grapple points, you can just fucking just grapple. Spider, you can straight up Spider Man it. Yeah, that's cool. So it'll be interesting to see what encounters it breaks and and what things I'll have to to look into afterwards. Very cool. But yeah, again, the moment to moment gameplay is still fucking tight. It's still one of the best shooters around. It is. But storytelling wise, this one was just not as strong as they have been in the yeah. past. Unfortunately, but once again, if it's if it's setting up for something bigger, yeah, it would make sense why they've they've not swung for the fences. But uh, it doesn't, you know. Then you also have to be aware that what are you doing? Yeah, then? for sure. You know what? You, yeah, they, but they, better, than, they better bring whatever's next quick. Then, yeah. Other than that, I haven't um, I haven't been in the mood to play anything with COVID. I haven't put any more time in Octopath. The thought of all that reading. Yeah, just didn't didn't gel with me. I played a few rounds of DMZ, but that's about it. Yeah, most of my time this week was was Destiny Two. Yeah, so literally most of my time this week on the on the console was uh, playing more uh, uh, more Minecraft with my son. Uh, I said he's been really digging that as of late. So we spent like what a couple of hours each night this week from Monday through to yeah, Sunday through to. Oh, well, no, we recorded Sunday. So Monday through to Thursday, we did a couple hours each night. Um, and it's really cool. Like, we're like, we're not, we have kind of goals. It might be like, hey, let's go explore. Let's go find a cave. Let's go. Like, on the other night, I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, let's go find cows. So, all right. So we, 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 cause I made a little farm on uh, an off time when he, when he went to bed, I, I got, I started building some things just to sort of make it easier to play or like the, the little beginnings of something. So then he knows how to like, to, he can go tend to that farm, get the hay, replant, and then go, you know, rather than having to learn that original step, he can grab on it from step two and three. Mm -hmm. So we go, oh, let's go get some hay. So we go, we pull up the hay, we replant the seeds, and then we just started exploring. We grabbed some, grabbed some maps, went exploring, found some cows, and we'd bring them back to the place, chuck them in this little pen that I built. Then we'd go out, come back, go out, come back. And for him, that was an absolute blast. Um, and then we, so we built this little uh, little house that was just originally made out of dirt. So then we, we, we uh, because there's not, back in my day, 
on the Minecraft. There wasn't so many variants in stone. It was cobblestone or nothing. But now there's like cobblestone and antonite and badampadite and upatabatadite and like all these variants. I'm like, what the fuck is all these? Why, what am I digging? I'm getting this weird shit that I don't know what it is. And like there's copper now, which is cool. I have so much copper. What can it do? Fucked if I know. What am I looking for? Iron. Just just so I can mine shit better. I cannot find it in the seed that I'm in. I don't know. Because like previously, like you used to only ever be like a couple layers down. Like it, you didn't have to like go so intently to find them. I, I've found like seven blocks of iron. Lately. Yeah, depending on which biome you're in, they've changed the way that it spawns. Yeah. So if you're in like mountainous terrain iron's like fucking super high up to the top of the mountain oh. or super fuck like super low down where diamond is yeah you can find iron but if you're in like a fucking grassland good luck yeah yeah we're in like this kind of rocky uh sort of mountainous rocky sort of middle plains meets rocky area um and yeah it's it's fine like we went we went we went up we uh because we're right near a little the a shore so we, we built some boats went off and visited some islands um, James did learn a lesson though, uh, a, a hard lesson. We were, it was nighttime and we were heading back to our boats to go back to our place. Cause it was, he kind of wandered off. I'm like, Hey bud, where are you going? He's like, I'm just looking over here. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Did not go well. Got jumped by like six, uh, <laughs> by like six, six, uh, six zombies, uh, included, um, some creepers as well. So all I see is, you know, you know, exploded by creeper. I was like, oh, and I, and he's just distraught because he was like lost. And I was trying to, I'm like, where are you? But I'll try to find you. I'm trying to find him. So he's already kind of panicking because he's lost. And then he dies. He was super upset. And then we tried, we went back and then we tried to find his stuff. And because he just couldn't recall where he was, because he got all worked up. Um, we looked around and we just couldn't find it. So, Instead, nice. we're, we're having a, a learning experience, but we're going to have a dedicated chest, which has just got stuff that we take on adventures. And then when we go in there, we drop off the stuff we don't want, like, as we don't, well, the things, what are things we cannot lose? Because he just like would keep everything on him, right? And like, all right, what are things we can't lose? This is our adventure box. When we go on adventure, this is what we need to, this is what we have. And he's like, yeah, no, oh, cool. So I'm going to go and build some swords and stuff and just leave them in there for him. So that way he'll, if he dies, he knows where his stuff is. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Cause like I said, I haven't played Minecraft since like properly since literally when it launched into 1.0. Like there is so much more now. There's like underwater zombies. There's underwater ruins. There's llamas. There's villages. There's villages that are fucking bad that throw potions at you. There's bullfrogs. There's dolphins there's like oh, and i said like a thousand variants of trees and just there is so much more than i remember and it's actually been a lot of fun in terms of a i'm exploring minecraft again for the first time and i'm and my six-year-old like he is experiencing it for the first time so he and i are kind of finding things organically going oh man this is this really cool and it's a great bonding experience so you know as, as, I'm, as i've talked about on here before like my my ex-wife and i we separated in uh november of 2021 and i like you know we live in separate like we live in separate houses my son lives with my with with his mum primarily i don't get to see him all that often 
and but we but we've been very lucky that our relationship my, my ex-wife and i is actually better now than it ever has been because you know i i'm like a, i'm like a poison the less i'm in the, the less of me you're probably doing fine um so we've had to build this good relationship where i can still video call my son every day he can call me whenever he wants and she and the i and she just goes yeah cool no worries yeah go play play minecraft with your dad for a couple of hours it's fine go ahead like there's none of that like resistance or or prevention mm. it's been lovely like it's as close as i can get to seeing him every day without seeing him every day because i can't um and just hearing getting to hear his voice and hear how excited he is and just like he's this just this just joy and just sharing it with me even where he's going and finding stuff and he's just like hey daddy i made you something and it's like a wooden shovel i don't fucking need a wooden shovel but for him he's like i've made this and it's for you mm. that's massive it's been so fucking cool um i'll probably talk about more about minecraft over the coming weeks just because i don't know it's what i'm what i'm playing at the moment and it's you know Things, things in my head aren't always that, that brilliant and I don't have a lot of joy at the moment, but I, I am getting some good, some good feelings out of, out of playing Minecraft with my kids. So, um, it's a big, it's a big, big win. I remember last time we, cause we usually jump back into Minecraft when there's a big update yeah. and we'll play for a couple of weeks. Last time we played, there was a group of like eight of us. We're all just shared lobby, shared world. Um, cause one of us tends to pony up and will pay for like the world mm. so anyone can get on at any time you don't have to have the host online and um oh the realms yeah yeah the realms yeah and then also a big just... thank you to uh, Ma- uh marcy 2y62 for follow it would just it would just entail six people just building cool bases cool, building cool shit and then me and zil would be out in the middle of the ocean just fishing that's all we do. We just fish when we play Minecraft. <laughs> that's what that's what my ex-wife and, and James were doing. They like James worked out there was a fishing rod because he fucked around in creative. But we, you know, we mm. he and I play in survival. Um, yeah, he just literally was just they, the two of them just fished for hours. You can get the best loot from fishing. Yeah, never have to leave your base. Just fish. You're always safe. <laughs> <laughs> and there's varying fish there. We p- p- remember it was just fish now there's cod and salmon and like all and like do they do anything different or is it just to build out the world i don't know know. Mm -hmm. one thing i have also done though and it's probably the only other thing that i've really played this week apart from more hogwarts legacy i played more hogwarts legacy i'm past trial two now um and i just kind of i I was kind of about having to go back and finish the trial just because i wanted to fuck around in the world and i just didn't want to like think about the trials like let me just play in the fucking world the trials are cool. Name me wrong. They're very cool. I just want to go explore. Um, but yes, we've done that. Past trial two now. And now I'm just back to fuck assing around in the world. Uh, and with the PSVR 2 out, uh, I did jump a little bit more into some things. Played some more Townsman VR. That game continues to be awesome. I fucking love Townsman VR. It's, it's, it's like playing with a little model kit. It's brilliant. Absolute brilliant. Uh, but then there was also uh, Resident Evil Village. So in back to Resident Evil Village and I played some more. So I played through pretty much the whole introduction area, you know, where up until you get confronted with those werewolves for the first time, um, and then you, you beat the big encounter, the big hunkin' motherfucker comes out, goes, yells in your face, see an old lady, whatever. So play that whole section through and it's quite intense, 
There's a lot happening. You're getting bum rushed in every in every possible way. So having all the extra VRness, <laughs> uh, including like you know having to reload your gun and pull the clip out and you know and then like load the shotgun manually and and you know take a, a, a fucking potion out and drink it or whatever. It does make that more intense because there's a lot more work you have to do to just achieve the simple task you would have done before. So the idea of just quickly ducking around a corner, you know, pressing square to reload and then go back into it, it just adds a little bit more. So it does add this really frantic nature to it. Now, impressively, as I'm running around being spammed by these werewolves, knowing full well, it's just, I just have to survive. Like I know I'm not going to have enough ammo to kill everyone. I, I know the sequence because I've played the game before. Mm that was fine it was fucked and like having them get up all in your face it's gnarly right like they just, just before you get too deep into it because obviously i fucked up when i was playing vr yeah two for resident evil is it just thumbstick movement or is it what what's the movement scheme for for resident uh, it's thumbstick or hop but okay. like you like you can move around in the space and you will move in that 3d space which is great but if you want to move like you can't just obviously you have to use the stick to move to where you want to go. Like if you're, yeah, if you're yeah, in yeah. that square, you can duck, weave, whatever you need. But yeah, you still got to use the stick to. Um, it's actually not too bad. Like it does the, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the vignette. That's not the word I'm looking for. You know where it kind of closes the the the, the iris? I know it's, yeah. yeah, so it kind of blacks the, the outside of the screen as you move forward to prevent that wanting to vomit, um, which is cool. It's really good. That's really fine. But what was interesting uh, is cutscenes, right? So cutscenes, they don't reshape it for you in VR. Like you can look freely around in said cutscene, but like, you know, in the opening cinematic, when you're, when the house gets bombarded by Chris Redfield, you get thrown on your ass, boom, on your back and you're looking forward. But the game doesn't have you lying on your back looking up. It has you as if you're looking forward. So here is the floor. And then there's my face. I'm just like, so it's really <laughs> disorientating actually. Where you think if they were going to rebuild it, like actually have, have it in such a way that, you know, that would, that would, the yeah, I think shifts. doing that would like fuck with you. It probably would a little bit. I'm sure there's a reason behind it. And obviously it's cutscenes, right? Like they're not, cause this isn't a ground up VR game. Like they're just repurposing a game into VR. So I understand why they wouldn't, like the cutscenes probably too much work to, to mess with. But this is, this is the thing. I did that entire encounter, ducking, weaving, whatever, shooting, not a single bit of uneasiness in my guts. The end of that encounter, for some reason, uh, you know, you, you all the, the the big werewolf vibes rock up, blah, 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 look over behind me, there's the, uh, the old lady. I go, oh yeah, cool. And then the second that scene enters, the guy stands up and then I don't know what it is, my insides just went, whoop. Like they turned in and of themselves. And it was like, if I don't take this headset off right now, I'm going to exorcist vomit. So like I, I fucking threw the headphones off. I took this, the thing off and I had to like, it was one of those like, oh God. And then I laid down, on, on, like I just laid down for a moment. I'm like, I think I'm going to die. It was insane. And like only one other time have I had that level of like needing to, <laughs> the fighting the urge to vomit was and that was from uh rigs on psvr1 it was brutal and it was like i can't play for the rest of the day now i'm done 
It was like vertigo. Like I went to bed and I was like, I went and had a shower. I was like, oh, maybe this will fucking recenter me. It did a little bit, but then as I got out of the shower, I was just like, oh man. It felt like brutal seasickness. And so, you know, when you go, like, you know, when you, the example that Phoebe, my partner, was, was, was using because she was watching me. She goes, what you're, it sounds like you're experiencing, you know, when you go out on a boat and everything's all rocky and you adjust to the boat, but then you get back on land and, and but you still have that fucked sort of sense mm. of the world and it's probably the apt exp- apt explanation for it because it was like <sighs> and like to, i would like to play some more vr today but i said i didn't eat properly yesterday didn't drink enough water i've i was i didn't get home to like 1 30 this morning i'm fucked and my brain hurts and i'm like i'm full of pills and like just trying to not feel pain um so the idea of going to vr would be a bad decision today but i do want to play more of it because knowing that we have it and we spent a lot of money on it, I'm, I'm keen to I'm keen to get hands on with it more. But I've just been not in the mood and yeah, sick as a dog. Yeah, once you get your post COVIDs, it's probably a, like well, well, you can put your headset, put the headset back on. Not from a COVID spreading standpoint, which is a good consideration, but like two, like you are going to be disoriented if it's if off COVID. Anything was like mine, it will fuck you for a little while, mm. like dead set. Just like yeah, like even just like breathing was hard for me for a while. It was just, it was existing, it was weird. But outside of that, um, I've given up on Atomic Heart. I've just deleted it. I'm like, nope, can't do it. I literally cannot do it. Like, I feel bad. Obviously, it's being their first game. I'm like, oh, I want to give Munfish a run. And look, five-star games, they gave us a review code as well. So shout out to them. We haven't worked with them in a while. And they gave us a code. And I was like, oh, cool, this is great. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to have to absolutely rip on this game. And we, like, we do. We don't, like, we don't change our reviews or our opinions or how, we, what we talk about a game because oh, we received I, a code. I, I, I missed the start. Are we talking about fucking Comrade Major? Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, we, like, we don't, you know, go, oh, this game's really great in order for the benefit of a review code. We've been very lucky we've been doing this long enough that I'm <laughs> fucking... Man, know. I was, I was so hyped for that game. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm just like, oh, man, I don't have to shit on this game. But like I said, there's a difference between shitting on it and fair critique. And I would like to think what we delivered was relatively fair critique. It's a game where the world looks incredibly beautiful, but the, just like High on Life, which also sucks, the game just doesn't stop talking. And what it says is shit. It's like, if it's everyone thinks Forspoken was bad. You, well, you play this. Because Forspoken, it was, act, it was acted well. Like the actor in this isn't very good. The voice acting is bad. It's very similar in concept of them yelling at a glove, which is bad. It's written like it's an edgy 12 year old. It's fucking it's also, bad. It's also very monotonous as well. Yeah. And like the world itself isn't good enough to like, in terms of, like the world is very visual, very pretty. Like they've really wearing, as we discussed last week, they were clearly wearing their Bioshock influence on their sleeve. And that's awesome because it's allowed for a really cool looking world. But the gameplay isn't very good. And then the acting isn't very good either. And I, I don't want to go about that fucking over-sexualized vending machine again, but it's just, it's just not a good game. Like, I'm sorry. And like all power to them for it being their first game. I've never made a game in my fucking life. However, let's just hope whatever they do next is better. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. Other than that, I haven't I haven't think I've played anything else. It's been a pretty pretty low key week. Other, mm. other than that, uh, we've got in the chat. So MGB, 
what's going on has jumped in and goes resi in vr makes it more terrifying and it does make it more amazing it does it does make it instantly more terrifying especially that opening scene right like when you're when you crash like when the car crashes and you're in the snow this is the thing so with with the increased resolution of the psvr2 headset that that darkness looks awesome like because uh, it's an oled screen as well from memory where the other one was an lcd so blacks look great um and one of the problems with resident evil one, uh, 7 in vr1 was the the low resolution screen really made checkerboarding the the the, the not checkerboarding the, the screen, um, screen door, door effect. effect look substantially more obvious and especially in low light it was like oof. but we're here it's got a little bit of crappiness to it like, oh, okay cool but like it's, it's like crappiness in terms of ah it's not sharp it's not as sharp as if i was not playing in vr um but it looks really good like and then when you sort of get into the village and you look at the scale of the buildings and you know if once you find that like bang on spot in the headset it looks as sharp as it can be like the 3d world is really really cool once again not as good as playing it not in vr but really good i quite like it i haven't gone back to horizon i just don't not feeling it but it's a, which is also quite a bummer but uh, MGB, is it like how the cutscenes worked with Resident Evil 7 in VR 1? I assume so. I haven't played Resident Evil 7 VR since it launched, cause I, and pre-launch. I played it at various expos, but uh, I don't recall. I don't recall. But the difference with this, with the difference with VR, with Resident Evil 7 versus 8, is that you played with a DualShock. Uh, you literally, uh, you couldn't do the two hand things so the engagement was kind of the same you could play the game safely sitting down and it wouldn't have been a problem so the idea of then being upstanding but having the floor here didn't seem as as jarring i you know yeah there's that all right that's enough of what we've been playing this game a section we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation and it's been a little while since we've been able to since we've talked about this max now kind of out of choice but kind of out of everything's been a little bit of a holding pattern but we do have some more around the activision blizzard acquisition with microsoft yeah it's time for sony to put their cards on the table yeah, apparently gotta drop the spill the beans so recently, the North America's FTC has made clear its reservations about the deal, summoning Microsoft to court in order to hear why their deal should be allowed and what and how it will not damage competition. Sony, which has been completely against the acquisition from the start, uh, has been issued a subpoena by Microsoft requesting their presence at the hearing and certain documentation and information that may be pertinent to its case. <clears throat> Now, it's come out that Sony has made several appeals to restrict what information it could need to submit to court. Uh, some of these requests were granted by the FTC, but most were denied. In a nutshell, Sony must submit details of all content licensing agreements, broadly exclusivity contracts, from January 2019 onwards. Originally, they wanted them from 2013 onwards. Okay. Jim Ryan's declaration about the acquisition to the FTC, including all drafts, and custodial records from the from January 2019 onwards. Obviously, Sony has had many agreements with third parties in which some or all content in a game is exclusive to PlayStation. Initially, Microsoft's request was for contracts dating back to 2012. Sony tried to withhold this information altogether, suggesting it wouldn't be relevant to, it, to the case, and that it required digging through more than 150,000 contracts with over 60,000 different companies. 
Let's touch on that. I know you've got something else pulled up there, but let's touch on this Perfect. first. So <clears throat> I, I see what they're going for here. Is they're essentially saying, hey, because so, there was a report somewhere, and I, I don't know whether it's nothing that you're about to mention, where Microsoft essentially like, hey, PlayStation has an 80% market share. We're yeah. fucked, right? Which is, yeah. how is that helping your case? Jesus Christ. It's like, we're you know, shitting on yourself so hard, like, Okay, once again, it, it, it's that bigger conversation of, well, you shouldn't have to just buy your way into something, just be better at what you fucking do. But what's interesting here is I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to demonstrate that, like, you know, Sony's shitting on exclusivity here, but what they're showing is this is what exclusivity contracts are. Now, most of them would be, like, like yeah, they can share their first-part exclusive, which doesn't matter because it's theirs. What they're looking for here is... Con- is exclusive contracts external to PlayStation first parties, I assume. So yes. that we're looking at what the, the deals with Square Enix are. Uh, we're looking at, uh, what else? What other, what are some strong second party exclusives of recent years? Well, uh, even micro, these, even, these, even Activision these, with its, uh, that mode that was exclusive for window of time. Yep. Yeah, they'll be, they'll have in here, their contracts for, from Bethesda for, for Deathloop um, and, and, Deathloop Ghostwire. and Ghostwire. it'll have, Sony's had a lot of, and like, it's not just for exclusive, like console exclusivity. It was all for, also for anything that was exclusive on the, um, like it wasn't just uh, exclusive titles, but exclusive content for titles as well. Mm, like so like the like, likes of Call of Duty and the Hogwarts extra Hogwarts Legacy has extra content for PlayStation and all of this other stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of this. Cause obviously, yeah, like you said, Sony the whole time is like exclusives are bad, but they apparently have 150,000 um, <laughs> exclusivity documents with 60,000 company. Like, they're obviously exclusivity is only bad. Yeah, over it's... over a 10, 12, 11 year period, yeah. most definitely. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. Mm. But do do you think okay, this is the thing as well. So if it's if it's from twenty nineteen onwards, that means we're gonna see deals that are relevant right now. So yeah. do you think we're going to see because like I assume at some point in time a lot of this will go public? Do you think if, if any of this leaks, we're going to find out a lot of shit that's coming to PlayStation in yeah. the next few years? Yeah, I think I think it'll actually be really bad for Sony if this somehow leaks and we find out what their lineup's going to be. Yeah, because well, we're going to see the likes of Final Fantasy, both sixteen and seven remakes. We're going to see the likes of. Um, Oh, what else is in the works? Yeah, there, there was like that uh, uh, the one the game about the astronaut. What was it? Fucking, uh, was it some state of play? But juniors ago, look, there's a lot. Yeah, and then that's and that's the thing. It's like it. What will it show? There will be games we don't even know about yet. I presume, right? There will be DLC, will extras, market. Like I presume, like I think there's sixty thousand, whatever. It also includes marketing, uh, marketing contracts, right? So where Sony has exclusivity around the marketing, like which they had for Call of Duty for a couple of years, but then Microsoft had that before as well. So I do wonder. Like, I think by going back 10 years, they wanted to establish a very particular pattern. They wanted to demonstrate the PlayStation has a pattern. And that pattern is that they're better at their job than Microsoft is the short answer. But um, what's the other article that you've got there? Because in the pre-show, you said, hey, I've pulled this up because I want to get something out of here. The other 
article is, honey, you need to hop out, please. That is not finished yet. Thank you. Oh, um, I had to. Um, what's the saying? Yeah, so the other report is, according to, um, according to reports, the European Union, which is the other um, trade commission that's looking into this, will apparently not object to Microsoft's uh, uh, buyout deal for Activision Blizzard. Um, and that's based on the recent um, deals that Microsoft have made with both NVIDIA and Nintendo to release Ugh. Call of Duty on the, on their services, both um, NVIDIA's GeForce Now and uh, Nintendo. Mm. Do you think that if this is the case and both trade commissions do go, if you're putting these trade deals in place and you're not locking things out, that's fine. You can buy them out. Do you think this is going to turn around and bite Sony in the ass because they've offered the same deal to Sony and Sony have said no? And I think that uh, yes. Do you think do you think we do you think that's going to be like well, everyone else was willing to play ball to begin with. We we offered them minimum ten years off the bat before the deal even closed. We're like this is what we're going to give you for at least this long. You know this can be renegotiated down the track. Nintendo have said yes, GeForce have said yes, Steam have said yes, you're the only ones holding out, and now you've missed your shot, and we're not going to do it for you. Most definitely, and that's a, that's a, that's a risk that's been running through this entire time, right? If, if they choose to play hardball, and if it backfires, then you're fucked. And like that's the downside of, of, of going that play hard route. And it's something that I'd certainly considered as well, because at any point they could choose to, to pull that, and then Sony would be out and done. However, I, I'm in a position where I don't think, I still don't think this will go ahead. Now, my percentages have changed, etc. around like what I, you know, how I think it will go. Because just like our, our lovely new follower, uh, Marcy62 has added, lol, cod on Nintendo, that's disgusting. And it is, because it'll run like bumhole. And however, one thing we've learned about the Switch in general is that no one gives a flying shit whether something runs good or bad because they just like to play on the Switch. Like, how many games run at sub-PS3 level quality on the Switch? Everyone's like, isn't this amazing? Like, not really. But once again, Call of Duty Mobile moves gangbusters, right? Tons of players, tons of money coming in. They could essentially just port COD Mobile to the Switch. And and that be, that meets their minimum requirement for this deal. Now, I do, I do believe that this agreement with Microsoft to Nintendo is disingenuous in and of itself. Like it's, it's trying to create the perception of this, right? And because knowing full well, Sony, uh, sorry, uh, Activision have tried to release uh, Call of Duties, etc., on Nintendo platforms previously, and they didn't sell well or they underperformed. So they stopped doing it. Like, there's a reason they stopped doing it. And, like, the idea is that, that you know, this is a. I, I, it was so it was so unfinancially advisable for them to do it previously. Why would they do that now? Like, apart from just create this disingenuous belief that they're going to do these things. Um, additionally, there was something else that came out recently that went essentially like, hey, 
uh, uh, Microsoft were like, hey, here's a bunch of games, exclusive games that we have put onto PlayStation platforms. That that said it was like 30-something games in the last number of years. Now, that is also a fucking disingenuous statement because the games that they are referencing are games from studios that they purchased and all these games were prior to their purchase. So claiming them as ex- claiming them as, as exclusive games that they've provided out of the kindness of their hearts is a fucking lie, period. Like, if they want to count Psychonauts 2, well, you're wrong. If they want to cl- uh, count Elder Scrolls, they're wrong. Fallout, wrong. You know, like, uh, uh, The Outer Wilds, wrong. Like, you know, when they were, they're like Obsidian, uh, Double Fine, uh... What's the other one? I fucking Bethesda. Like, they, if they if they want to try claim that they that this is what they have done, then they're that they're fucking lying. Period. Right now, PlayStation in and of themselves they have lied extensively through this as well. In the same idea, ex- exclusivity is bad except for when we do it. But you know, you and I have long term like have, have discussed and agreed that a second party exclusive deal is is better than buying out the entire studio like it just means this one example is exclusive right and that's and that's that happens common right you think about food stores right mcdonald's sell sell coke they don't sell pepsi kfc sells pepsi they don't do coke so it's like you go there like hey i want a drink you know, this, this is just, that is the art of business, right? That is the market, which I hate capitalism most of the time. Like, I love it because it benefits, allows us to do cool shit, but in its essence, I kind of hate it. And, but that's the downside of what this, of what this industry would, what, what that delivers. And part of that is delivering this. That's it. Like, it's as simple as that. And like, so if that's the case, if Microsoft are going to make that statement, then they go, okay, well, you give us a, you give us a version of Game Pass on the PlayStation that has just your exclusives, which includes Halo and Gears and Forza and Crackdown, if for some reason, if you want to play it. But you know what I mean? Like that, that is the answer. Like give us, get, where's, give us Redfall. Give us Starfield. They're not going to. And even recently, Phil Spencer come out going, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh... Starfield, like Bethesda never announced what platform Starfield was coming to. It was only technically assumed that it was coming to PlayStation. They didn't announce Xbox either, either, mate. You know what I mean? So like technically it wasn't coming to Xbox either if you want it to be that dirty. And we knew of rumbles of, of, a, of a conversation between Bethesda and PlayStation to bring Starfield to PlayStation. I don't think it was exclusive from memory, but like there was a conversation about putting it there, right? So... I understand it's it's and we've discussed this before it's two different business people's talking business trying to use the power of language to uh uh, uh abscond what's what I'm looking for to sort of like bend the truth right to sort of you know hide the 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 exactly what it is because the honest like the honest answer is clear as day it's right there and yeah, both both sides are choosing to obfuscate. That's the word I wanted. Obfuscate that truth to best sell their narrative, right? And like statistics are amazing. Statistics can be used to prove whatever you want, depending on how you look at it or the variables at which you add to to channel down that statistics, right? And once again, like that 80-20 split they talk about, you know, PlayStation have an 80% market. Okay, 
that doesn't mean you should buy shit. That means you need to be fucking better. Mm. It's one of those things where if you if you if you're losing, you don't go, "Well, I'm going to buy all the biggest compa- I'm going to buy one of the biggest things that I can because I literally cannot make it in house." What is that like for me? This whole approach that they have, it just makes me worried for whatever comes next. Because once again, there are many studios that were purchased back in 2018, 2019 that haven't done anything yet. Now, I understand there's a short window of time and a lot of them had just released titles. So there's they're probably still in, in, in production. But when you have things like uh, uh, Obsidian, Obsidian, they released, was it uh, Grounded, which would have been in development beforehand. Um, uh, Hi-Fi Rush from Tango Gameworks. Once again, not made like made released since acquisition from microsoft not developed during the time of that ownership as of right now as of right now many if not almost all the studios that microsoft has acquired hasn't released anything solely under the under the 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 brand of microsoft so play, Xbox themselves haven't re- released what one thing, two things at best. Halo Infinite is the big one. They released nothing last year, and if like, if this year, if they didn't have Starfield or Redfall up their sleeve, they would have literally nothing. That is not a fault of acquisitions. That is not the fault of Sony being a bigger player in the field. That is a response of poor business management period like they have all these studios under their belt and they can't do dick playstation have what 12 15 studios under there which is still a lot and look at what they continue to do and release this is nothing to do with this being a playstation show or from a fan you know a, a standpoint like we're not we're not here being all biased you look at it objectively every year for a large number of years playstation has continued to be have, have, have released a game that is considered a game of the year worthy title xbox has not and they have not for many years probably the last game of the year nodded uh release that they had done would be like halo 3 maybe i know i'm like look i'm being intentionally um petty there but like um there's got to be something in between right right it's ins- it's it's absolutely insane um, before I jump in the chat, is there anything that you want to add to that? Because ran it pretty yeah, hard. Did, pretty I, did, did you get what I, you I, wanted out of I, me from that article? I, I figured, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we. I got what exactly what I thought I was going to get. Cool. Uh, so in the chat. Uh, let's see. MGB goes. Although just Call of Duty on Switch. What about their other IPs? This the the whole discussion around this is is diminished. No, no one no IPs. one gives a shit about any other IP except for Call of Duty. Yeah, that's which is all, which is a bummer. That is what this whole thing is about. Yeah. But the advantage is if this doesn't go through, then all those other IPs are there. And they're right on the, they're right on the cusp. Apparently anywhere between like now and June, like if the, this is that window well, this, of time. This, this hearing isn't set up until the 2nd of August. Yeah. I mean, in terms of we're getting to that point now where Microsoft's going to have to fork out like $3 billion or something if this doesn't go ahead. Like we're at mm. that point now where it's like, it's going to go bad uh marcy also adds yeah i did forget about that i'm more i was more thinking of my oled switch and the likes of witcher 3 etc and it's just horrible the switch is good at switch games i find console ports generally aren't great because the like when the switch released 
it was underpowered. It was behind. And as we've continued to progress, it's still behind. Like there's been, you know, we're in the high powered gen- high powered console generation now, where like, you know, 4K 60s starting to become the standard. You can you can't do 1080 60 on the Switch unless it's a first party first party game. And okay, cool. But like what we're at the point with the Wii, uh, almost like the Wii U, where the Wii U literally just did not get third-party support because why? Why would they do it? It was underpowered. No one wanted to play it there. Uh, yeah. Let's see what else we got. So Crimson, what's up, Crimson? Also adds, in my in my opinion, Microsoft are under underutilizing their currently acquired studios. Correct. Now, whether it's underutilizing because they don't know how to manage them or whatever, it's it's or they're, they're choosing, they're just being consciously aware that they're not doing it. We don't know, but it's not going well. Uh, Marshall said, uh, "Let Microsoft have Call of Duty and hear me out on this. Sony does a deal with EA, and we get Battlefield Five meets Killzone with God of War Ragnarok polish under the Sony banner. That would be cool. However." It's one of those things where like Call of Duty is the standard. Well, it's the it's the standard quote unquote in terms of numbers, right? Call of Duty have, has also been pretty shit the last like decade. Like previously they used to be the leaders in the market. They would everyone would want to be Call of Duty. These days Call of Duty is trying to pick up from everybody else. They jumped on the Battle Royale bandwagon. They've now pulled in Escape from Tarkov into DMZ. They tried to do like those conquest modes at Battlefield. You know, like all they they are now literally pulling from everyone else where they used to be the standard. But like that's a well-earned critique. However, they still still sell the most. Mm. Like Battlefield is not like admittedly EA and Dice battlefield's rough it's very rough and it's going to take a lot for it to get to that point now i would mention you know meets Killzone. why why doesn't playstation just bring Killzone back or socom or resistance like there's a handful of really good first person titles that would benefit from a return but whether it's just that playstation or the studios that they have just don't know how to do it properly or they don't know how to do it well, I should say. You know, like PlayStation does have a very particular style that they like to work, and it's the third-person over-the-shoulder action-adventure sad dad, which is great for me. I'm a sad dad. I love sad dad stories. I love action-adventure narrative-driven games. Win for me. But, like, that's not everyone. But, yeah, they if they could, like, the problem is they, could, they should have done it in-house. They didn't. They instead chose to focus on an external which always had risk. And now that risk is blowing back up in PlayStation's face. Yeah. What's next? All right. Sony and the King, says Max. Sony has announced a collaboration with NBA athlete uh, and multiverse character. It's important to point that out, I suppose, Max. Uh, LeBron James, revealing a, a, a unique set of limited edition accessories for the PS5. Designed by LeBron James himself, you'll soon be able to buy a matching DualSense controller and PS5 cover. They sport colorful graffiti-like designs and, symbol, and symbols on a black backdrop. The, the controller and console no. cover... Not going to lie, I kind of want the controller. Oh, I have to have a look. The controller and console cover will be available to pre-order via PlayStation Direct Online uh, in the US. And uh, uh, unfortunately, there is no mention of uh, date, price, uh, or anything well, happening outside what, of America. Yeah. 
The, uh, the unusual announcement kicks off what is this new initiative called PlayStation Playmakers. Uh, it's essentially a selection of pop culture or, you know, well-known figures and influencers across various trades and disciplines that will effectively be ambassadors for the brands. LeBron James is just one of them, including uh, having others include country singer Jimmy Allen, woo, comedian and actor King Buck, pro BMX athlete Nigel Sylvester, and more. So essentially, they're taking, like, they're returning to that celebrity marketing, which PlayStation had had previously, and they stepped away from because it doesn't like work like what you know in in the world of influencer marketing that we have right now and content creators people that so so some of these playmakers are content creators yeah uh, our youtubers are content creators twitch people some of them are as we mentioned like pro athletes stuff like that singers comedians so there, there's a, a, a fairly wide variety, yeah. but yeah, there, nothing much has come out of it yet. Yeah, admittedly, and I did see this criticism on Twitter, and I went, "Huh, that's actually uh, that's an interesting way to look at it." Is the idea of like, "Oh, well, now we know who's being paid off by PlayStation to to essentially do marketing." That's a very good point because you know, uh, there's you know, there's always this greater conversation around you know youtubers and content creators whichever and, and their connections to to brands where they're being paid to market paid to influence um and like i know what happens here in australia like playstation australia have sponsored the likes of hex and barjo um previously good games game hosts as well as you know now streamers and you know very prominent people in the space um they market their stuff because they do a lot of stuff for playstation plus etc as an example um and this makes it clear as day in the same way that 2K has their next makers, which is a great way to show, hey, this person is endorsed by the brand, but also you know they're probably going to talk positive about the brand because they're working in some sort of a competitive, like some deal. Like where we sit, now granted, we work with PlayStation Australia. We've worked with numerous um, publishers and developers, etc., around this country. But we're not involved in any of those agreed marketing things. So we're not paid by PlayStation in any way. We receive review codes just like many other media outlets. Actually, you know, we've, we're yet to ever be paid to do anything. And if it was a possible, I'd probably take the deal because I like money. We need money. I'm a single dad. I, money would be nice. But in terms of the ethics of it, yeah, it's totally a good point. But yeah, I look for me, celebrity marketing doesn't always work. But I know very well that I am not the average person. I, mm. even though I, my neurodiversity is really, really open to marketing. I can be persuaded and influenced really easy. But like, because I don't follow a lot of sports, Bron James, I don't care. I like specific comedians. Okay, don't care. I'm not into, you know, like country music, whichever. But there's no, there's very few high level celebrities that would make me buy something. If they're like, hey, Chris Pratt endorses this, I'm like, don't care. It just doesn't work on me in that way. I'm someone that really responds well to, and knowingly responds well to that, like like this, like the, 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 did, did you, the podcasters, the content, you know, like the YouTubers. That, you not see Kevin Smith's PS5 controller? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, all right. Quick bits. Yes. 
Capcom Spotlight set to appear March 9th for news on Resident Evil 4, Exo Primal, Monster Hunter Rise, Mega Man's Legacy Collection, and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Uh, God of War has received 15 nominations for BAFTA Awards, making it the highest ever nominated PlayStation game at the BAFTAs. Good. No mm. Elden Ring? Oh, yeah, Elden Ring's in there. Fuck. Well, but Elden Ring's it doesn't. Elden Ring's getting deal. I don't want really to put it on the list. Oh, you did. Oh, it's on oh, the I'll list. It's on the list. That's on the list. God of War has. Uh, the Division 2 problems have finally been fixed, and Reign of Fire has launched. Cool. I think we discussed this about four weeks ago when the localization yeah, when season eleven got American got pushed. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Cent has teased something related to GTA Vice City. "Quote: I will explain this later. This shit bigger than power. Trust me." Over on his Instagram. Fitty. So, Fitty, Fitty Why is Cent Fitty getting involved in Vice City? His prominence was in the early two thousands. Had nothing to do with the eighties. Square Enix president uh, Yosuke Matsuda is set to step down this year. That's, yeah. that'll be interesting which is interesting like once again I think, he's, I think he's been president for like 10 years or something oh yeah yeah. Um, but I'm sure this course, will only this will only add to like the world PlayStation by Square and then of course as you alluded to before Elden Ring DLC has been confirmed with Shadow of the Erd Tree with no fucking information given I have no idea like what just, that means just we're working on it Does, is, is that alone that little teaser yeah that's enough that's enough that's enough know to know that there's more coming that's enough cool don't nah gross i can't like it i'm sorry max sorry max but here are the games that are coming out this week to your playstation we've got the outer worlds the spaces choice edition for ps5 which i presume is a port of the ps4 version with all uh dlc uh fatal frame mask of the lunar eclipse is coming to ps5 and ps4 from march 9th before your eyes is coming to ps5 and psvr2 on march the 10th and mato anomalies is coming to ps5 and ps4 on march the 10th uh, just a comment on what crimson's put oh, in the what, chat what, so what, what was what, that what put they put what was what was that rumor about playstation looking to purchase take two? Oh, that's not happening uh the only thing i can find is some dude tweeting have it on extremely good word that if microsoft acquires activision blizzard sony's going to go after take two to counter it three of my trusted and almost always correct sources confirms Look, this is like uh, this, this has been around before like the the rumor i remember was a while ago um, yeah, because Square Enix has always been on that list. Uh, Kojima it, was on it, that is list. It, is it Take Two worth like fucking bajillion to yeah. dollars? Yeah, and like the, Take Two, they're not selling. They are not selling. Sony does not have the liquid cash to pay for that deal. Period. Take Two probably have enough cash to buy Sony just from fucking GTA yeah. online. Yeah, if they wanted to, they could just do that. It won't happen. They're like there is a possibility that they'd buy that they could buy Square essentially. And if we look at all the movements that Square has done and the decisions that they've made in recent recent history, it does look like they're trying to lessen up to make make it easier for a sell and or to um you know be sold by someone. Um, yeah, and there's a couple other names that popped up as well. I think Ready at Dawn was there as well, but they ended up getting picked up by somebody else. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Are you, are you Googleizing if there's any more about this? That's all I could find. Ah, 
Bummer. Just letting, just letting Ali know we're about to wrap up. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. It's great for two bucks. Yeah. If Sony, if Sony, uh, MGB asks, if Sony wants to fuck Microsoft, they'd just be buying something small, but fuck with with with, with able like wwe um yeah because like with take two comes 2k uh and it comes with like you know uh it used to be gearbox but gearbox i think are owned by embracer group now um there's a lot there's a lot that comes with take two and i it's it's just not enough money like no one has enough money to that like no one period yeah take two have 2k private division rockstar private division that's the other one yeah zynga <laughs> yeah zynga alone but even then like to go back to that thing because one of the things that like phil spencer has said or and mark have attempted to say near on everything to make the deal go through even like oh it's not about call of duty it's about it's about king we don't have a footprint in mobile okay we'll just buy king no all right like oh well, no, no it's not about mobile it's not about you know we, you know, we want to get behind blizzard just buy bill just buy blizzard no you know what i mean like it's just it just both just as fucked yeah. it, it's a horrible thing but uh oh the mullet show jumps in on the twitch chat uh just as we're about to end the show uh sorry mm-hmm. send us home max all right everyone this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including apple Podcasts and spotify and 9 a.m on those youtubes but if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, coming soon. Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. <coughs> Excuse me. We love the Twitch chat, by the way. Uh, I really enjoy having people chat along with us. And it makes us think of think of things in different ways. And like at the end of the show, like we just kind of you know we'll go through and answer any questions that don't quite align with the topic or whatever. Because you know we love having I love having that conversation. And you know it's it's we, we, we love it so much that we change the schedule on a weekly. Yeah, we basis, love it so, so much that we never, we, we never have out. a consistent schedule just to fuck with everyone. Um, but when we it's just because the downside of living of doing things and we record we record on a weekend it's the downside of living sometimes life gets in the way <laughs> yeah yeah if we, if we were just dead it'd be easier but there would also be no show so that's that's a tough one <laughs> if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this playstation pod and if you are listening on podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you are watching on that youtube be sure to like subscribe with a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you do have any questions and you can't make the twist show throw them in the in the youtube comments i will 100 percent bring them up in the next show most definitely or hit us up on socials as well as max said if you go hey i've not, I, I want you guys to talk you know, like we talk about whatever happens in that week. And, but one of the things we used to do was like have a topic of conversation. We'd be like, hey, this is the one thing we're going to discuss this week. If any of you that do the do watch or enjoy the show, you go, hey, I want to hear your thoughts on X topic. Let us know and we'll chat about it. Like this week was a kind of a quiet week. It was somehow we still went for normal time. This guy. Um, you know, if you got something, if you want something you want us to discuss, let us know. Um, but yeah, if you also want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.